0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Excited to be doing this little super friend show a day early. Can't wait until Ryan Wilson finds out why I moved the show back to Thursday. But he'll be happy about it. Ryan! Ryan Wilson, Sean Wagner-McGough, John Breach. How you doing, buddy? Ryan, pal, friend, compadre, amigo.
1: Is that it? You good? Chief? I'm great. John, how are you doing as you prepare to bring another kid into the world or a kid into the world? Uh, on
2: a scale of one to ten, not a ten. Wait, wait a <laughs> <again>. <laughs> we went to the hospital yesterday for one of those uh, pregnancy appointments. We're at, the, we're at the point where you do it every week and Yikes. we go every Tuesday and every week we show up. There's like five new rules like uh, last week. They're like, well. Yeah, relatives can still be at the hospital for the delivery, but now they can't be near the room. This week they're like, Okay, no relatives and your spouse can be there and then now they're talking about like no spouse is allowed, wife is freaking out, it's getting crazy. Yeah, are so you no gonna spouse allowed? Well that's what they're talking about. They ha- that's not a rule yet. But okay. it's on it's on the docket. It could be a he... rule by this time next week.
0: Uh have you and uh your lovely wife Rachel discussed um Alternative plans in the event that a spouse would not be allowed, or would you just be at home and like, like, no, get he, can like <laughs> he can be at the
1: hospital. He can be the hospital. He can be in the delivery room, I think, right?
2: I'm going to pull up Brenton. I'm going to sit at home and I'm going to watch old sports and drink beer and then just wait till she texts me and tell her to pick her up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meet me up front. I'm not getting out of the car. Hey, what's your <laughs> name? I'm dad. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's weird. That's, I mean, you should, uh, I feel like the Breach Clan is – got to have somebody who can you know, handle this business for you in the Breach Clan, right? What is it? Like maybe a, di- a doctor you bring into the house. Yeah. Don't have to leave the house. Don't have to go to the hospital. Like to have the baby delivered in a bathtub? <laughs> Sean, is that,
3: is that how you were delivered? Might, I see you nodding. Think... It might be more sanitary than a hospital right now. 100%. <laughs> <is true>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, that got awkward and weird. Let's dive into – uh, but you know what? We are like, again, I don't get the guy who in the, the reviews is mad that we talked about the COVID 19 Corona situation. Like this is drastically affecting the entire world. And certainly the world of sports and certainly the NFL world. Like maybe you don't like Ryan hearing about Ryan getting, he actually mentioned nobody cares about Wilson's driveway drinks. It's a, first of all, it's a great idea. Second of all, we're all trying to cope as human beings here. So don't be an a-hole and leave a one-star review and then threaten that you might, you know, you might bounce out of here. Bounce away, bro. Come mm. on. Sorry. Uh we'll give yeah. our bold predictions based on some of the free agency moves about what might happen during the 2020 NFL season. Uh we will discuss uh, future issues relating to corona and perhaps the NFL draft and uh mailbag questions. We're going to hit on some mailbag questions. We have someone or some ones who want to try and take Ryan's crown for worst engagement story. Uh plus there are a couple five star review questions on Apple Podcast in which people ask about certain NFL teams. So we will address that. If you want your team covered or you have a draft prospect you want us to talk about, um, you want to ask how Ryan comes up with his mock drafts, you want to make you know create like tattoo bets for us, which somebody did as it relates to NC State quarterbacks and the Colts, by all means put them in there. Give us your craziest stuff. We all have free time on our hands. We would love to answer your questions. We'll be doing tons of podcasts. Tomorrow's show, barring a change of plans, is going to feature a good friend of the program, Dan Hansis of NFL Media. Uh, Dan is a longtime Jets fan who's been on this podcast, I think it was on like the first week when we started, back like two or three years ago, talking Jets uh, draft possibilities. But Dan has uh, long been uh, one of the uh, guys who banged the table that Tom Brady's time was coming to an end in New England. So I want to talk to him about that and yeah, just NFL stuff. i like to talk to Dan. So the NFL has shut down all team facilities. Oh, and by the way, we're on uh, CBS Sports HQ, our 24-7 streaming sports network, every single night, every single weekday night, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., if you're not, you know, maybe you've already watched Better Call Saul. You've already watched Westworld. You've already watched Tiger King. You've already streamed everything you have to stream. Come check us out. Live coverage of the NFL, mirth, mayhem, fun, shenanigans, etc. 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. Just fire up your CBS Sports app on your place, your uh, Xbox, Roku, Fire TV, Apple TV app, whatever it is. All right. NFL has shut down all team facilities. Commissioner Roger Goodell issued a league-wide memo obtained by Pro Football Talk, amongst other organizations, that uh, they will close all club facilities at 6 p.m. local time on Wednesday. There will only be a couple of exceptions, including uh, technology people to make sure that they can operate remotely, and um, a couple other folks. I'll I'll look it up and figure out who it is. Uh, John Breach. Surprised it took him this long?
2: Brinson, I am not surprised. The NFL does whatever they want. They've been slowly reacting to this. You know, they canceled the owner's meeting. They said you can't have – nobody – you can't bring in prospects to interview them at the facility. They said that a couple weeks ago. And I like them doing this now because we're getting to the nitty-gritty where Sean, you live in a state that is literally closed down. Sean is hunkered down in his closet doing the show because he's not even allowed to leave that closet or he will get in trouble because California is on lockdown. New York's on lockdown. Uh, unless you're essential personnel. So that means that these teams aren't allowed to go to their practice facilities, whereas you have a city that's not on lockdown, like, say, uh, Dallas, the Cowboys. The Cowboys can go to their practice facility. That gives the team an advantage as they prepare for the draft, uh, where you have some teams kind of trying to prepare remotely, teleconferencing. You have other teams who can do it in person. This puts everyone on the same playing field. Uh, so I like this move by Goodell. And for uh, – General health
3: purposes. I was gonna say, (laughs) is that the first time in this podcast someone says I like this move by Goodell? Uh, no, I mean, what else are they supposed to do? And, And I think the NFL is so crazy competitive that it wouldn't have been shocking if this type of thing didn't come down from the top of the league. If you had one of those teams that wanted to gain an advantage, ignoring health regulations and safety rules and having personnel still come in, like Bill Belichick with his no days off and all that. So I think it's necessary to institute a rule so a team doesn't get stupid and try to have an advantage by actually having their people come to work.
1: Yep, no, I agree. It'll be interesting to see, like, uh, Breach, you mentioned California. I live in New York, two of the hardest hit areas. Two weeks from now is when the ban's supposed to be lifted. What does that mean for the 49ers, for example? What does that mean for the Jets and Giants, for example? Uh, as opposed to, say, the Chiefs, which may not have quite the outbreak as the two teams, the three teams I previously mentioned. So that'll be something to to look out for as they try to figure out this thing going forward. And then only a few weeks after that, you got the old NFL draft.
0: Yeah, and uh, speaking of the NFL draft, the NFL GMs tried to move it back, according to Mickey Loomis on the Peter King podcast. He said. I'd be personally in favor of delaying the draft so that we could get some of the work done that our scouts and personnel people ordinarily do. This is not a fantasy draft that you conduct out there. with just a list of things on a piece of paper. Settle down, Mickey. There's a lot of things that go into it to prepare, and there's a lot of work that is done during the draft. This will be very, very difficult to conduct that and do it in a way that you're doing justice to the process. Um, I wonder if Mickey Loomis will complain about the Pelicans not, not making the playoffs when, uh, when the NBA season's cut short since he works on both teams. That's a Mickey Loomis shot, unnecessary Mickey Loomis shot. I like Mickey it, Loomis.
2: That was unnecessary, Brinson.
0: Yeah, it was. But, I mean, like, is what's is Mickey Loomis really grinding on film here? Is he making the calls? I don't think so. Come on. Sean Payton and Jeff Ireland are the ones grinding and making the calls on these guys, right? No offense, Mickey Loomis.
2: That's a slap in the face to a Super Bowl winning general manager, Brinson.
0: It is. <laughs> it sure is. Brinson's
2: a uh, Super Bowl winning
3: fantasy football general manager.
0: That's right. <laughs> Yeah, um, are you? Prince, have you really
2: ever won a championship? I have never. You would gloat about that for five years nonstop, and I've never heard you gloat about it, so I don't think you've ever won a fantasy title. One fantasy league? You don't think I've won one?
3: No, not one. First, he, won, he won our league like two years ago. <laughs> he beat me in the finals.
0: Yeah, And uh, I've won, I won the uh, June Magazine draft three years in a row. So I'm the smartest one out there because I see things further ahead than everybody else. Um, I would also add that uh, I did a mock draft with uh, Jamie Eisenberg and company, a uh, post-free agency PPR mock draft. Uh, I finally figured out what Bill O'Brien was thinking. He's going to enter a ton of high-stakes fantasy football leagues and avoid Texans running backs and watch his morons like me draft D. Johnson thinking they got a steal in the sixth round only to find out it's actually Duke Johnson and not David Johnson. I think Duke Johnson's gonna have a better year than David Johnson. Ooh, that would be a good bold prediction. Have are we gonna do that? Is that bold? David Johnson sucks.
3: <laughs> it's bolder than whatever Breach's prediction on the show was last night. A- are a- you Cl- kidding
0: me, Sean? I- you <laughs> had the worst
3: prediction. AJ Klein. AJ
0: Klein. Guys, um, AJ
2: we'll talk about AJ Klein later because we're gonna my, be talking about her bold predictions.
0: But my, my point being is that, um, That CBS and everybody else sees that you, I need, we need DU period Johnson and DA period Johnson. You can't just blindly assume that everyone's going to figure it out. Dujo and Deja.
1: I'm the nickname guy. Done and done. Yeah. How about your
2: strategy is don't draft a Texans running back and then you just avoid that problem altogether, Brinson? Seriously, you've, you've won a league before. You're thinking about drafting Texans running backs. This is insane.
0: Yeah, I look, if we're going to insult people, let's insult our junior draft analyst, Ryan Wilson. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts on potentially, oh yeah, uh, potentially moving the draft back? There had been a, uh, the bunch of GMs that met privately and then lobbied the NFL to postpone the draft. The NFL said, uh, no thanks. There's nothing going on in terms of sports and we are going to capture the world by dragging this thing out over three days. Uh, should they have postponed it, Ryan?
1: Yeah, move it back a few weeks. What's the, what's the rush? Um, I think we'll have a better idea. And in no, New York, I know the governor has said that they expect to have an idea. Uh, this thing may have peaked in two weeks from now. So uh, that's potentially the good news. New but York right governor now, said that? yeah, he thinks that the cases will have peaked, not that the thing is going to be over or anything like that, because the because the, we're testing more people in New York than there are in other states. Um, so we're sort of the coal, uh, canary in the coal mine, if you will, for for how other states might follow. Um, my my point is that we'll have maybe a better idea of, of what the coronavirus is going to look like two weeks from now and. Uh, as it affects us the weeks to follow after that. So why not delay? What's what's the rush? We're still going to be the only show in town uh if we move the draft back a week or two or three weeks or whatever. Why not? And if the NFL general managers, by and large, want to do that, and I understand the NFL uh, owners are all about the money, you're still going to get paid. Um Move back. You can do the psychological testing, which the scouts and the GMs want to do. You can do the in-person physicals, which obviously is very important. If you're drafting, say, Tua Tonga by Loa, move back. Make it happen.
3: Also, something to remember, too, is that uh, like normally you have the draft and teams want to get their rookies in the building to do rookie minicamp and all that. That doesn't seem like it's going to happen this year. certainly doesn't feel like it's going to happen in May when it normally happens. So that's another reason why you could just move it back. It's not like they're missing practice time that would be going forward anyways. If they can't hold a draft in person, I have a hard time imagining that they can gather players to actually have a practice. I think that the best thing I've heard about this draft is, number one, our editor, RJ
2: White, last week said, you know what, there's no other game in town, so let's just turn the draft from a three-day event into a seven-day event where you have one round each day. First round on Monday, second round Tuesday, although the first round probably be Monday. probably be like Thursday because you want to have it in the primest of prime time. Just make it a seven-day event because no one else is doing anything right now. And if you want to delay it, delay it. I say move it to the first week of May. That gives teams, it, cause you're doing things remotely, gives you a, a few, a week or two more to figure things out, to watch any film you need to watch. Uh, I don't think this thing needs to be delayed till June. I also have no problem with it staying where it is because that means, again, every team's on equal footing. They're all having to do these evaluations remotely. But and Prince, hey, what? What?
1: Add on equal footing because, uh, the Bengals, Know what they have in Joe Burrow, the Dolphins don't know what they have in Tua. Well, because so
2: that's one pick out of uh 256 that the Bengals have advantage on. But the Bengals that's are taking answer. Burrow no matter what. If the Dolphins, even if the Dolphins got to look at Tua, you know they're not going to know what they have until he's on the field, and he's not going to be on the field until they draft him. So, you know, I don't know that talking that's to him a, in person. Uh, what? Not talking to him, you gotta look at his hip. You gotta get the doctors to check out his hip. No, right, I'm saying doctors can check out his hip, but you don't know how it's gonna stand up to football until he's playing football.
1: The doctors have not seen the hip yet, that's my point. Right, I understand that. It doesn't sound like you do.
2: I'm saying the doctors aren't gonna put him on a field and tackle him. You do not know how the hip is gonna stand up in a football no, game
0: you're, until you're he right. plays a football game. That would, stand- a, that would be an awesome, uh, medical evaluation, like, for, like, <laughs> Fourteen doctors just tackling to a I say start the draft right now. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. Let's fire it out. Let's spend the next two and a half months. So the Bengals get six hours on the clock. And it's like one of those you know what, Mickey Lewis? Maybe you're dead wrong. Maybe this should be like a fantasy draft. And we'll do a live extended offline draft. We're not gonna have it sped up and like you know, ten minutes per pick. Nah. The Bengals get six hours to draft. They can trade. They can. They can hang out. They can, like Mike Brown, can smoke his corn cob pipe for all I care. He can. Uh, he can take a long nap and then wake up and turn in the card. You get six hours. The clock stops at 10 p.m. Eastern, and the clock starts again at 10 a.m. Eastern. So the clock is live for 12 hours, and uh, we just go through the entire NFL draft. Until okay, it's but
2: done. how do you get people to watch that, Brinson? You sent out like an alert The people tune in at five o'clock. The Bengals have turned in their card because you don't know what time they're going to turn it in. If they have if they have a six hour window, are, are the they police, automatically wait The
0: what? police take your smartphone? Well, you know, you can't
2: get alerts? Well, I'm saying is that gonna be their plan is to send an alert and then hope no, people
0: the, uh, turn on TV at that instant? What are you what are you watching right now? You, you, know, watching basketball. you know, what are you watching like old Jim Breach games? You wouldn't watch the NFL draft drug out over a month on a twelve hour day period. I'd have it on all the time. I'd tell my wife I had to run back up out of debt, I'd be like, I can't go to dinner. You can't sit down here and eat with my family. Instance, we're all allowed to leave the house on Easter
2: Sunday, man. So there's no time for that.
0: Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, Go to church. That's, yep, that's what God wants is uh, a big old coronavirus spike again. Sean's got his eyes closed, praying that, uh, that, that we don't continue this. Well,
2: couple. I think the other thing we should – how do you think they'll end up doing this? Is this just going to be Roger Goodell in a room with one camera – uh, Kind of like C-SPAN in the Senate where you just have one camera and every network kind of dials into that.
1: I, think, I think they're going to think about having cameras in the facilities as well with the two people that are allowed to be in there.
0: Because um, you're uh, allowed – I don't know how – I'm assuming that the NFL – in fact, actually, I believe that if you look at the stay-at-home ruling, so even if like the stay-at-home law is enforced, media is still allowed to operate. And I don't think that they discern whether or not the media is sports-related or otherwise – so, like, you know, for yeah, you know, for instance, if a media a sports media company wanted to send people into an office, you know, the the police could not come up and show up and be like, hey, you can't do this because we're a lockdown. They'd be like, we're the media and we're dis- you know we're disseminating information as it relates to Corona and COVID nineteen. So, I think that the NFL could, if they wanted to, like send Rich Eisen in, um, and I, you know, like, and then Daniel Jeremiah in as well. Uh, ESPN would have, you know, they they'd have McShay. And and Trey Wingo, I mean, they, all these guys have been doing studio shows or doing shows, um, from you know from their houses, like DJ, you know, like they, they do the free agency frenzy, and they have four cameras, like like we're doing like we do for our show on 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. So I think they'll just do that, and then maybe put a camera in it and Goodell reads it off, and I guess then they go to like Skype cameras of various prospects reacting to it. I don't know. It won't have the same pop and circumstance, but you could certainly produce a show. That was done remotely. That was the NFL draft. I, I, I do wish though, that they would like start it during the day. Like don't start it at 830 at night. Start it at like five PM, man. We got time to kill here.
1: Yeah. That's the new. I was actually going to say, Bridge mentioned primetime earlier. Primetime is basically when you wake up because no <laughs> one's doing anything. You know? Right. Like do it from
0: noon to five. Everyone's in their house. It'll be on in the background. Your, your audience was, is literally captive. And if you do it at night, at least you're going to lose people to like, like my, I told my parents, to, um, on Wednesday, I was like, Hey, my, so my mom called to check on us. I was like, yeah, I'm actually, we're actually been doing this show. They're going to keep uh, having us do it from eight to nine PM Eastern. She was like, Oh, that's, that's really great. Uh, your dad and I are really into Game of Thrones though. So we're probably not going to watch. I was like, okay, could have just lied to me. I wouldn't know either way. And, uh, but I'm glad to see where I rank and you know, in, your, in fairness, she's in the they've watched, uh, I think, They've watched three seasons in the last month. So they're just blitz creaking through Game of Thrones. I can't even be mad about it, you know?
2: Did you tell them not to watch season seven?
0: No, I didn't want to spoil. I didn't want
1: to. Tell them those podcasts we did about the Game of Thrones recap they'll really hate Game of Thrones and not want to watch it anymore.
3: <laughs> hey, they got good ones. Brinson let me handle the rundown. Brinson, I'll make you feel better about your parents not watching the show. Um, after the first show, I texted a lot of people that I was going to be on the show. Um, a lot of people watched the next day, sent me screenshots, all that. My parents did not send a single one. Later that night, my mom sends me photos of my dad playing Mario Kart at home. So my dad <laughs> has turned to Mario Kart during isolation over awesome. watching his son on HQ.
0: Is he is he playing on like sixty four or? So like
3: a... and My mom texted me with the captain saying he's been looking at the wrong screen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's kind of worth it. That's worth it for him not to watch, right? Your dad's like, I can't figure out. He's like, I man, I'm killing this, and it's like, meanwhile, there's like a little toad like driving through the water. <laughs> oh man! Uh, all right, let's get to bold prediction. Should we just play?
1: the clip from last night that CBS Sports HQ tweeted out of John's bold prediction.
0: Cause that to me feels like we're not going to top that. <laughs> I remember, I like, I'm, I don't know what day it is anymore. And I don't remember, I don't remember things that are said or things that I say or things that happen. What exactly uh, happened on Breach's bold prediction. This is the yeah. AJ yeah. Klein thing.
2: Wilson's <laughs> making a huge deal. This AJ Klein thing. I don't, my bold prediction Sean, you had the least Hold bold, on, let's bold prediction. Let's hear it right now. Let's hear it. Every time I make a free agency bold prediction like this, and it's mean to the Patriots, it comes back, and kicks me in the face, but I'm going to do it anyway. My prediction is that the Patriots dynasty is over, and the Buffalo Bills are going to take over the AFC East. Look, the Bills were busy in free agency, and they made some huge moves. Not only did they uh, trade for Stephon Diggs, which obviously was the big one, but they also had Mario Addison, Vernon Butler, Quentin Jefferson, uh, A.J. Klein. They really beefed up their defense. Sean McDermott brought in guys that he thought would work well in his scheme so i loved what the bills did and you know the patriots are just falling apart at the seams lost their quarterback they cut their kicker they let a bunch of free agents walk buffalo is going to take over
3: the afc east
1: my bold prediction is that breach just dropped aj klein's name as a reason the patriots are going to get smoked next year in the afc east so
0: (laughs) are you serious what are you (laughs) talking i can't even talk right now (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's classic breach aj klein Unbelievable. Uh Wilson, what was your least favorite part about Breach's ball prediction there?
1: Two words, A.J. Klein. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is, and, and Breach's defense, when uh, a little behind the scenes for people who are, uh, for some reason, watching the show live eight to nine, we there's a delay so we can't yell at each other. So that's why one person talks and then we have to wait. And that's why Breach had to sit there and let me yell at him about A.J. Klein. Clearly that wasn't the, the thrust of his argument. But the fact that he mentioned A.J. Klein... <laughs> It got my attention number one. I'm like, okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna dunk all over
0: a breach about A. J. Klein being the difference between <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the, way, the, the other the other thing that's behind the scenes of that show is like I I don't know if you can tell, but like like so like uh our producer Lucas is in my ear and he's like one minute. And like, as he says one minute, Ryan's like giggling, trying to pronounce AJ Klein, and they're doing Marcus Merida. and Sean still has to give his bold prediction. I still have to give mine. I was like, there's, like, this show's gonna be like four minutes too long. Uh, mercifully, we got done. Breach. Well, uh, give us your bold prediction again, in, in, uh, in non-live video. And, form. and, and
1: feel free to rebut my making fun of you last night. My bold
2: prediction is that the Patriots dynasty over, and the Bills are the new dynasty, in the AFC East, they're going to take over. They're going to win the division. They're going to win it for decades to come. Uh, they're going to win it until coronavirus puts us all out of the job because the NFL stops existing. But until that happens,
0: Bills are winning the titles. All right. What? Uh, so one, uh, that's dark. Let's not give anybody any ideas that we might all lose our jobs, Ryan. That's the dark part, not the part. Uh, <laughs> not two. Two, uh Pete Prisco predicted that the Bills would win the AFC East in twenty twenty, uh last year. So you're well behind the curve uh curve. You're certainly not going to find yourself on the Mount Rushmore of CBS Sports NFL writers if you keep that up. And uh three, I mean, Tom Brady just left. The dynasty's over. Uh, Aj, bring Klein. In
2: Cam Newton. Now, now let's go back to the Ryan point. So I named a lot of the players, a lot of the free agent additions that I liked that the Bills did. You know, obviously they added Mario Addison, Vernon Butler, Quentin Jefferson, and I ended with and I liked Aj Klein also and Wilson. About it was literally the last name I named, and I don't even know why it popped in my head. <laughs> and and Wilson Thanks. lost it because he's like Aj Klein's going to be some sort of difference maker for the Super Bowl. But the reason I did name him is number one, guess how long AJ Klein's been in the NFL, Ryan? Seven years. Guess how many times he's been in the playoffs? Six. AJ Klein is a difference maker, but it was more because Sean McDermott is so uh, confident in his defense right now that he's bringing in these role players. He had AJ Klein in Carolina when McDermott was the defensive coordinator. So he's at to the point where, Hey, I'm filling in these smaller holes on the roster. Because I'm pretty pumped about where this defense is, and A.J. Klein is a good example of someone you bring in when you're like, all right, this is the cherry on top. I got the defense exactly where I want it, and to bring in somebody he is familiar with. And you know what? Klein has had a pretty good run with both the Panthers and the Saints, played in Super Bowl 50, Ryan. What was your bold prediction? I don't even remember.
3: Wait, can I, can I butt in real quick to say, yeah. Breach remembered to include AJ Klein, and a little later in the podcast, he forgot about Carson Palmer, a former <laughs> Bengals quarterback, so.
0: He was too busy yeah. thinking about AJ Klein. AJ Klein was good with Sean McDermott's defense way back in the day. Thank you, Yeah, He's going to take the Bills to the Super Bowl. We've established that. Thank you. Dynasty
3: starter
2: for finally <laughs> admitting it, Wilson.
1: My bold prediction is that, uh, and people hated this with a passion. AJ
2: Klein wins Super Bowl MVP this year? Is that your bold prediction? <laughs>
1: They love that. They thought they were, they thought that was spot on. They were like, oh, why didn't I think of that? My bold prediction, of course, I'm riding the Marcus Mariota train. Not only is he going to win the job, he's taking the Raiders to the playoffs where they will no doubt lose to the Bills in the AFC championship game on a four interception performance by AJ Klein. (laughs) Hey, uh, Ryan. Hey, uh, what?
0: Fun fact. Um, listen to fun fact. I just thought you'd appreciate this. Your old pal Terrence Moore, our old colleague from, uh, um. Timo from uh, from FanHouse is From under-
2: Miami of Ohio, fun fact. Couldn't that. Know
0: that. He's writing for Forbes.com these days. I just happened to, uh, long story short, I was Googling Cam Newton. I stumbled upon this. NFL teams beware, colon. Cam Newton isn't good or healthy enough anymore to counter his selfishness. What's he selfish about? Using that terrible font? He said, this guy is a serial knucklehead.
1: <laughs> I'm going to start using that. If anyone's unless, a serial
0: knucklehead, it's Will Brinson. Unless you're talking about the desperate likes of the Washington Redskins, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the San Diego Chargers, here's the truth why NFL teams shouldn't even think about delivering hugs and kisses to Cam Newton. And it isn't just because of COVID-19. Then the guy is a serial knucklehead.
1: I love serial knucklehead.
0: All right. Well by, done, team up. By the
3: way, because I, on that same show, I talked about how Cam Newton should go to the Patriots. A, um, a Twitter user said it would be a bad fit because Cam does not have something about striving for greatness. He doesn't have the heart to be great. The dude literally won MVP and went to a Super Bowl. I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure that qualifies as great.
0: I think my Google Chrome has been hacked. I've got my – I've got <laughs> – when I search things on Google, the thing that pops up in the little preview on the right side is showing up in a foreign language.
4: Oh, and I, had
0: a, I had a calendar alert in a foreign language, like it was a spam calendar alert.
2: Maybe it has a virus?
0: I'm a little worried about it. I might go change my password right now. Um, uh, so if anybody knows about, anybody knows anything about that, let what me know. What are you,
3: what are you changing your password to?
0: Uh, Sean sucks123 exclamation point. Everyone, you, that'll are, be everyone's
3: first guess though, so.
2: If you are the listener who hacked Brenson's uh Google account, please tweet me all the incriminating pictures. I will k- safe keep. I will blackmail him. I will split the blackmail money with you. Uh and we can turn this into a side hustle for the rest of the off season, I'm thinking. Sean, you want to get involved two, in this? I got two
0: separate. I'm not entirely sure what uh So I'm not entirely sure what's happening. Anyway, uh, Sean, give us your, I, I, I guess I think that the bold prediction that the Patriots dynasty is over feels a little flat considering that, like, again, Tom Brady is gone. So, like, the dynasty is over. Like, this part of the dynasty is done. That's a different, you can still have a dynasty continue. The the, the,
2: the dynasties go through different leaders. Bill Belichick could bring in a different quarterback, could bring in Cam Newton, wins three Super Bowls, then dynasty went from 2000 to 2024.
0: Uh, let's get a ruling on that. If the Patriots were to win Super Bowls with Cam Newton, would it qualify? If they win a Super Bowl with Cam Newton in five years, one Super Bowl, would it still qualify as part of the Patriots dynasty?
3: When are they winning it in the next two years or are they winning it five years from now? It's a in different next, dynasty. The next I think it, years.
2: And are they getting in the playoffs in those five years where that Super
3: Bowl is? If they think- are winning, if they are winning the AFC East that each of the next five years, and they get one Super Bowl in that in that in that time span, I think it, the dynasty is still the same dynasty because Bill Belichick is still there, and dynasties are by teams, they're not by players. Okay. What is if, Sean-
1: wait, I have a question. What if they the Bills trade AJ Klein to the Patriots? They make him play quarterback, and they win three state Super Bowls. What does that say?
3: It's a separate
0: a. AJ Klein dynasty. I think that's a worthwhile – I mean, like, I don't disagree with that. If, if the Patriots win a Super Bowl and five division titles in the next five years with a different quarterback and it's the same quarterback, then it remains part of the dynasty. But it definitely dings – like, it'll be – when people talk about the dynasty, they won't be like the Brady-Belichick dynasty. They'll be like the Belichick dynasty.
2: Or they'll call it the Patriots dynasty.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's different because Tom Brady isn't there anymore.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, let, let, let me ask Princeton this. Okay. Princeton, what years would you say the 49ers dynasty lasted?
0: Uh, well, it was two separate parts. One with Joe Montana, one with Steve Young. Nice trial on the trick question. Sean, so, what's what your- years?
2: So, uh, so if it's two separate dynasties, it's not. It's only one dynasty.
0: Who was the, 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 well. two. Yeah, do you give George, like, do you think it's the same dynasty with George Seifert when he came in?
2: I would say the dynasty started when they won Super Bowl 16, and it went through that Super Bowl win with Steve Young in 1994. That's the dynasty. It doesn't matter. So when, how many
0: years is that total?
2: 13 years, and they won five Super Bowls.
1: But you also—that's a dynasty. But you also make note of the fact that Steve Young ran Joe Montana out of town. It's the you?
3: same. T- I'm with Reach though. It's like, what are we going to name the dynasty? It's the 49ers dynasty, just like this is the Patriots dynasty.
1: Yeah, but but the the first bullet underneath that is this happened with Joe Montana. Sure.
3: I mean, yeah, we can have nuanced discussions about how the dynasty changed over the years, but it's still the same dynasty.
0: So wait, you would have the Super Bowl, you would have the dynasty in when? Me? 1994. So in that dynasty, how many Super Bowl, so in that same dynasty, the Cowboys win multiple Super Bowls? Eh. The 49ers won five Super Bowls
2: and went to the playoffs 13 out of 15 seasons, I think. They only missed it twice. That's
0: That's, I... a, that's a dynasty. I don't know. Like the Cowboys and the 49ers were arch rivals and they, and they and they just battled out to see who would go to the Super Bowl. The Cowboys did it a bunch too. So did the Giants.
2: But are the cow the Cowboys a dynasty for winning 3 Super Bowls and fi- and only being competitive those 5 years from 90 to 95? Did you have
0: two dynasties in the same conference.
2: <laughs> no, I'm saying the Cowboys were not a dynasty. They had a great run. 90 to 95 is not a, the 70s Cowboys might be different.
0: So the Cowboys didn't have a dynasty in the 1990s. But the I, I think
2: a dynasty has to span at least a decade. That's
1: my qualifier. Breach is the A. J. Klein of dynasties. I'll just
0: leave it at that. <laughs> Debo has a good reference for us. Uh, the Lakers won five titles in eleven years.
2: That's a dynasty. By the Celtics. That was my
3: window. Ten-year window. What Wait, about to win. I, I don't know about the 10 year window it seems kind of big to me. So, like, the Warriors were, like, not anymore, but what we just saw with the Warriors, that wasn't, that doesn't count as a dynasty.
0: They it's had a great identical.
2: run. Are we it's calling them a dynasty? I don't know.
0: It's almost identical I, to the Cowboys. Like, win of three titles in five years.
3: I would say the Warriors had a dynasty.
1: Uh oh. There's dissension among the ranks of Team Breach. And the, the
2: Cowboys won three Super Bowls in four years. But then there's – in that 20-year window, those were the only three Super Bowls they went to, and they missed the playoffs a lot.
1: What about what about the four-year window, though? How did that look?
2: <laughs> I think that's the dynasty. Yeah, that's a great run. That's a fantastic <laughs> run. One of the best
1: runs in Super Bowl history. Andy Dalton's but- biggest supporter, that's a great run. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You would still be going through the streets of Cincinnati having an a Andy Dalton parade if they'd won one Super Bowl in the last 20 years. Am I right?
2: I have my Andy Dalton wig on right now, Ryan. We both know that. That's, 49ers, that's not debatable.
0: I mean, are the 49ers definitely a dynasty? I feel like you're, there's too yeah, much they're like. Definitely a dynasty. They are? Of they're- yeah. With two coaches and I guess maybe that's, is that what makes it a dynasty? Like they, nope. that the, it transcended qu- quarterbacks and coaches. And, and also, I, were-
2: I want, wait, I want the clip right now where Brinson says the 49ers from 81 to 94 were not a
3: dynasty. I mean, not to mention after '94, they went to the playoffs four more times in a row.
0: I mean, I would it, say that the Patriots are more of a dynasty than the Forty ers Oh yeah, the Patriots yeah.
2: are the number one dynasty in sports history.
0: And they did it with free agency. We need to have a. We need to get. Uh, we need
3: dynasty rankings.
0: We need, we need <laughs> dynasty rankings, and we need an old person on here. Prisco. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a, yeah. we need Prisco on here to discuss it. I, I'm not. I'm not saying. This weird, this weird language is showing up in my Google search. I am getting very freaked out right now. <laughs> what
3: are you talking? About? You, uh, Ryan, you were taking a bath. You missed there, it. Right? I've got
0: weird. I've got weird uh, languages. Like I'm searching for things in Google Chrome, and I've got, uh and I've got like a, a, a Russian-looking language showing up in my search history. Like if R- I search, yeah, I'm gonna the link. This is freaking me out. Don't,
3: send it Don't spread. St- this is what the Russians want, man. <laughs>
0: Take one for the team, Brinson. This is how it it
3: spreads. (laughs) This Uh, is the equivalent of you going to that bar, Brinson.
0: Sean, give me your, this is unfair. Sean, give me (laughs) your, uh, give me your bold prediction because I don't, I don't have my rundown open anymore because I panicked. Well,
3: you will, oh, you can't believe you don't remember this one because I am now turning into the resident Philip Rivers fan on this podcast. That's right. So I Philip Rivers finishing top three in MVP voting. Um, I just could By not the way, put him.
1: sorry to interrupt you, but Breach is right. This is a terrible bold prediction.
3: Thank you, Wilson. I disagree. <laughs> and I have the and I have and I have the Colts winning the division uh, as a result of Philip Rivers. Uh, this is the team that won seven games last year. Without a starting-level quarterback, and I know a couple people on this podcast will say Brissett might be a starting quarterback, I think he's a great backup, not a good starter. Um, they had a terrible kicking situation, as John Breach discussed every single Sunday night on this podcast. And they still won seven games. They were still competitive towards the end of the season. I think you had Philip Rivers, who has had plenty of success with Frank Reich. Um, I've mentioned the numbers a few times, over 4,500 yards-ish, twenty. I do not remember the numbers anymore. Um, A lot of touchdowns and not that many interceptions. I think you add that to the Colts' offense, and that's a playoff team. Not to mention the Texans are obviously in utter disarray. Um, I'm not going to discount them but I don't think they're going to win as many games now that they don't have DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien could further ruin the team between now and whenever the season starts. And I don't think, I like the Titans, I don't think they can replicate what they did a year ago because I think what we saw was Ryan Tannehill at his absolute peak. I don't think he will ever replicate what he put together because that's how good it was. And the same can be said for Derrick Henry. I think I just think it's a little bit insane to expect them to do what they did again in 2020. So I think regression is coming for the Titans as well. Wait so, Sean, your,
2: your bold prediction is that a team with that won ten games and made the playoffs with a competent quarterback in 2018 is going to get to the playoffs again with a competent quarterback in 2020. And the, breach the, Col- the Colts didn't win ten yeah. games in and
3: 2018. 17. 2018 with a yeah competent that was that was with Andrew Luck and Andrew Luck retired.
1: But wait a yeah. second, there's more to it, more to it breach. Okay. And that quarterback will get a couple of MVP MVP
3: votes.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna win MVP.
3: gonna win Alright, let's, let's, why would I do that when Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson exist? Let's let's, it's bold. Let's, 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 I'm, okay, it's bold, it's not reckless predictions. It would make no sense for me, like, Breach is pumping up AJ Klein, he's not saying AJ Klein's gonna win Defensive Player of the Year. Look, uh, I, would have said I if think, he I stop. think, here's my argument why top three is bold. Because that means Obviously. he's finishing, let's say Mahomes and Lamar finish top two. That means he's finishing above Russell Wilson. That seems like a pretty big deal. That means he's finishing above Tom Brady. That also seems like a pretty big deal. Drew Brees. If you're you know saying, I think it's it, pretty bold to say Philip Rivers finishes above those guys in that you know VP vote. a big deal if he finishes first. Well, done. that's not going to happen. I'm realistic. I, I like Philip Rivers, but come on. This is terrible. No <laughs> sense. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care. At least I didn't mention AJ Klein.
0: Uh, Ryan, should. what's your bold prediction? I already said you it. Guys, you guys see this language? I'm freaking out about this. You see this? No, it. it okay, we,
3: we have we have a podcast that is going out, and then after the podcast goes out, you can deal with this. I will say that apps. Google Chrome was going to update. <laughs> Google
2: was going to update Chrome, but then they decided not to, and so now they're going to update it later.
0: All right, back to Safari it is. <laughs> Really a,
3: I mean, would he uses a Safari for now.
0: <laughs> Saucy. That was breach, wasn't it? What I mean? that? it right. mean? Like, <laughs> my computer's on mute, bro. Well, we started
2: talking about Google, if you say H-E-Y Google, my phone responds to it. It's like, <laughs> hey Siri. and So that was what just
0: happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So Ryan, you already gave yours. Yeah. Just repeat it for the people who didn't hear it. <laughs> Jeez.
1: They fast forwarded through my part specifically not to hear it again. Now they have to fast forward to this part. Marcus Mariota wins the job. And not only that, he leads the Raiders to the playoffs. I love it.
3: That's cool. Look, see Sean, look, look. that's, bold. that's but it's, bold. But it also has a 0% chance. The Mariota starting part is, is very possible. The Raiders aren't making the playoffs.
0: Team like that.
3: Zero percent chance. chance? What's Hey, I'm pulling a breach. I'm, I'm doing the zero percent chance backfired for breach. Maybe it'll work for me. I'm smelling a Marcus Mariota tattoo bet here with
2: Wilson.
0: Uh,
3: stop it. No, yeah. Stop it. Stop. All right, it. How about
0: this? How about this? Uh Sean, you have a like a vacation home in Hawaii, right? Um, <laughs> so, like
3: my parents do. Uh, and it's f- just a home. And
0: <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> they vacation at. What if um what about this? If that happens, you have to wear a lay around your neck every day for three months. Three months. Good Lord.
3: <laughs> Can I take it off when I go to sleep? No.
0: Yes. <laughs> no. But like if you're like every day when you do the podcast, every day when you're walking to the gym, you have to wear a lay. If Marcus Mariota is starts more than half of the games for the Raiders next year and leads them to the playoffs.
3: I'll do it for a week.
1: Yeah. That's good.
3: Uh, but what happens if the Raiders don't make the playoffs? You don't have to wear the leg. <laughs> oh, great. sounds
0: uh, <laughs> like a real
3: win-win to me.
0: Ryan has to get a Derek Carr tattoo on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deal. My, my bold prediction is that Tom Brady throws for 5,000 passing yards, and the Bucks win the NFC South. It's How like- is that more bold
3: than mine? The Bucks winning the NFC South, they're over-unders at like nine and a half. Because the Saints t- are
2: in the division, Sean, you And I don't think
1: Tom are, going for 5000 yards. I don't I think that's a that's
3: that's a lot. That's 5, a ton. 000. I don't think the NFC South part is I was, bold. I can't believe you're bringing
1: uh Phillip Rivers might be third in
3: MVP
0: vote. I am just in-
3: saying if you're going to criticize me for mine, I think Brinson's is pretty equivalent to what I just said.
0: 5000 uh, passing uh, yards for Brady? Yeah, look at all those weapons. That would be and it's I mean, he's never, did he, did he do that in the record breaking season? Has he even done it 5,000? I don't, know, why don't you
3: Google it and see what he's, Google tells you.
0: He's done one time in 2011. He threw for 5,235 yards. He's doing That's it. It. If he throws for 5,000 passing yards, that is a monster year.
3: What yes. yes. if he throws, 5, not, that, was, that wasn't what I was saying. Of course it'd be a monster I year. I
0: just tacked the Bucks win the division onto it. The 5,000 passing yards is the big bold thing here, man.
2: I would say that him predicting the Bucks to win the division is more bold than you predicting the Colts <laughs> will win the division. Yes. I, d-
0: I disagree with that. What the, Why? They're the best team in the division. The what? The Colts, the Colts are, are the, the best division? team in their division. The teams in that division made the playoffs a year ago. Over and them. what I'm <laughs> just trade away DeAndre Hopkins. And
3: run by they still the have Deshaun Watson. Look, if I was making not bold predictions, regular predictions, I would not pick the Colts to win the division. I'd pick the Texans still. So.
0: Well, what? that's your bold prediction is the Texans. That,
3: well, the yeah, Deshaun Watson is going to carry the Texans to the playoffs. That that happened two years ago with a terrible that's offense. That's way ball. more bold than the, than the Colts thing. What is, are you feeling all
1: right? Have you, what's your temperature? Uh, you're saying, don't, make, don't make Corona jokes. I'm not making Corona jokes. I want to know if you have a fever because you're making a lot of dumb comments. You might wow. have
0: the stupid flu. <laughs> oh. Can
3: you Google that and find it for me? Tell me what Google uh,
0: says. No, everything I have is in Russian. Um, let's take a break. Oh, by the way, Indalcan Sue back with the uh the Bucks. Easy to bring him back. Smart to bring him back now that Tom Brady's back. So good job by the Tampa Bay Bucks. And,
1: and they're going to win the division, Sean.
0: Bold Bold prediction. And Dominick has two and a half sacks this year and the Bucks finish in the top half of the NFC South coming up after the break. No, Sean, you're done, son. Well, I don't know what's next in the rundown, so I can't tell you. Dang it. Oh, yeah, we'll do mailbag questions. We'll answer some mailbag questions after the break. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family.
4: shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
1: all right the first uh, it, it actually doesn't matter whether you have the rundown in front of you or not because you can't read Cyrillic as you pointed out but i think the first item on the rundown should be courtesy of our guy Debo who has a little breaking news so brinson the question in the mailbag uh, slash on my mind and other people's minds today is how did you decide what to put in your background that people see on, on
3: CBS Sports HQ and what the guys can see right now? Kinda want to jiff this. <laughs> is
0: there something back there that shouldn't be back there? Let's, let's Not hear from empty.
1: some
3: friends of the pod.
0: For example, Will Brinson, who we consider a friend, uh, he just basically threw a bunch of shit behind him on his desk. He is the classic case of a guy who wasn't ready for uh, the intrusiveness of a home camera every single day, and being under like house arrest because his his stuff like get a shelf, dude. He has no shelf. It's just random things that are th- tossed on his desk, and he looks like he. You know what he looks like? He looks like a hoarder, and that's coming from a hoarder. You don't want to look like a hoarder. That's funny. That's hilarious. And look, uh, that was uh, I, that's uh, Dan Katz, Big Cat, and uh, BFT talking about it. They're not wrong. I'm a hoarder. And I just slapped a bunch of crap back here, including football helmets, uh, penalty flags. I got a Philip Rivers doll, got a modem. I don't know if you like that. Uh, Wells Fargo hat, uh, the Dave Damashek Shecky, uh, Panthers elf, a Cam Newton bobblehead, a 92 signed duke ball. It's just a bunch of crap. Now my favorite part of this is that
2: they said that Brinton was thrown into this situation kind of blindsided, had no time to plan and threw this camera when in fact, Brinson has put, had this stuff on his desk for, uh, multiple years. This is not a guy who was blindsided by having to work from home. Brinson has only worked from home, uh, and he's had time to tidy up the desk, has chosen not to do it. Instead, uh, he sh- has a voodoo Philip Rivers doll, has an NC State helmet that he bought at a garage sale, a Memphis That's helmet. That's actually
0: not true. This is a prototype from riddle that has never seen the light of day there will never be another one like this you want a bingles helmet like this you can't get it son and i got the m the macaulay helmet because i was a star football player at macaulay no, i was kidding i went back and spoke at chapel there and uh they gave me a football, they gave me a helmet i got a hundred
2: percent chance every single one of those books he stole from a local library i'm sorry to any libraries near brinson and i do like the pictures though
0: uh here's what happened is um they said I had to get some stuff in the background with this nice little desk thing from my in-laws, and I threw a bunch of crap back there. And sometimes when I get new stuff, I throw it back there. It's an absolute what smash. What, what's the picture frame on top of the table? We can't see that. That is actually a picture of Carter Finley Stadium that my no, wife gave it. me back in uh, 2003 when we were dating the first time.
3: <laughs> is that why it. you is that why you've chosen to hide it behind all the crap you put on the on the table?
0: Well, uh, I had the I think the wall was like kind of blank for a while. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's probably, it's probably due for a reboot back here. I got to give that. Uh, what, um, what I would love to know is which one of you is better situated than I am. Cause like Ryan has one That's show. not the,
3: that's not the discussion that we're, we didn't get dunked on.
0: Um, well, no, I'm just trying to, like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, Sean has a shelf that you can't see, a bunch of anime dolls, weird pictures, <laughs> Sean. uh, Ryan has what appears to be three or four pictures hung at, uh, uh, bizarre angles, like mine, and like John Breach's, with like a mishmash of books that he was given for free, and a bunch of random sports crap. Like, I don't, I'm just, but I'm just kind of trying to figure out, like, what's different about my setup than y'all's setup? You see that? Who's that?
1: Home run ball from Little League. You know what year? 1895. Close, 1985. Did you sign it? Yeah, I hit it when I was 12.
0: My dad got it. You see this? You see that? You see that? That's Don Larson. Signed this ball. My grandfather gave it to me when I was a kid, and my dog chewed it up, and my grandfather got very mad at me for it. Dude, that's like
2: the plot of the Sandlot.
0: And he didn't forgive me even until the day he died.
2: Don Larson's was the only perfect game in uh, World Series history. I know my Wait, MLB you, history. That's right. 1955?
1: 52, 53. I think. 56, suckers. Nice. I awesome.
2: have a copy of Fast Five in my background, guys. How many of you have been an extra in a movie and own a Blu-ray copy and watch yourself every night?
3: None of you. It looks like that rapper's still on, though, so it
2: doesn't look like well, you watch I, it every I, day. Well, that's because I open it and then I shrink wrap it closed after each viewing. Uh, so He's, that it feels brand new.
0: What was <laughs> gonna, the, well, I need, I haven't listened to the, the part my take episode there, but what was the, um, uh, impetus for the, Were they just like talking about, I oh, was talking about how now all these all, uh, like everybody has to do video from their houses and who's got setups and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was just thrown back here. Corona forced me into the spot you know, I just got all this stuff back here. I do. I probably do need a shelf though. That's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll take about up on that.
1: All right. Um, am I reading these or you got it in front of you now?
0: I have the rundown in front of me. All
3: is right. it in English or Russian? Cyrillic. Arabic.
0: Uh, I switched to Safari. It's now in English. All right. That's, Proceed. My, that's my concern, too, that it's a Google-related thing.
1: Proceed, hoarder.
0: <laughs> this is from Flyer61 Randy, a uh, devoted listener. If the Colts keep Jacoby Brissett after signing Philip Rivers and acquire either Mike Glennon or Ryan Finley, does Brinson have to get a Colts tattoo logo on his lower back? The name of the review is Brinson Tramp Stamp Bet. What's, what do you guys think? Three words I never want to
1: see together again. Brinson Tramp Stamp. Let's try and,
3: and, and if Mike Glennon does not get signed, you have to print out that tweet you sent about him and get that tattooed onto your back.
0: Have, has Sean, uh Sean, have you been paid off for your Jay Cutler bet? Andy I have Don't not know?
3: been. I have not been.
0: Is it possible? Well, that we're breach? in the middle of a global pandemic. I'm uh, not even allowed to leave he's my using house
3: this as an excuse.
0: Conspiracy theory, breach, released corona, in order to get himself out of having to go to Jay Cutler's house and be embarrassed.
2: For instance, you have reached peak conspiracy. Theory. You're like Mel Gibson in that movie, Conspiracy
1: Theory. Now,
0: let's not compare me to Mel Gibson. Um, these <laughs> yeah,
1: are all... I'm, I'm yeah. finally beginning sam tattoo like a a a non-permanent one removable one but you have to wear it like for a month during the summer and like in your backyard in the pool with your kid or whatever at the beach you gotta be prancing around so we can see either philip river's face or i think you mentioned uh the colt's horseshoe
2: and and i don't think it should be the colt's horseshoe
3: i I think
0: wait wait wait. i have to do this if the colt's keep like the colt's just status quo it and keep jacoby Brissett.
3: no they get mike lennon or ryan finley they have to add another NC
2: State quarterback. And yeah, no you
0: if, if they end up with 3 NC State quarterbacks. Right. I'm going to text it and, and, and I don't think you get the horseshoe by Glennon and find out. Instead,
2: you get you have to get a tattoo of Blue, their mascot and his googly eyes. And you, that, that's what you get instead of the horseshoe. Um,
0: I'm fine with I will with uh, will I will get a temporary Colts tattoo on my arm. Yeah, I can't, oh. I can't do a tramp stamp. Can we do a temporary Colts tramp stamp if they get three NC State quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, just for the month of June. I mean, I'll put a temporary. I will put, I will put a temporary Colts tattoo tramp stamp. on I will, I will get a temporary henna Colts tramp stamp if the yeah. if the Colts end up with three NC State quarterbacks on their roster. There, I will do that, and I will put it on at the beginning of June, and and when it wears off, it comes off. For Great. the rest, my family vacation is definitely in the middle of June, and uh that will be embarrassing. Thank you, Flyer Sixty One, Randy. Great idea. I would never ever get a permanent tattoo. Nothing, no bet would be worth it. Duh, wait a second. Do any of us here have tattoos?
1: Wow, Sean, tattoo free. Sean, no. Breach.
2: I do not. Depot. Right. None here.
1: What? Five guys with no tattoos in 2020. Unbelievable. Every Before age don't range? have any friends
0: every uh ethnicity we got cover what weird would, uh what would it take for you to get a tattoo five dollar <laughs> <laughs> I
3: just, just pay I don't for think... the cost. just pay for the cost of it <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't even like i don't i don't have any uh moral objection to it i just it was never something I don't else. like.
3: i don't like needles
1: yeah i don't i don't do they hurt really bad or you know do they just hurt like
3: where you get it?
0: The bigger the tattoo, the more it hurts.
3: Or if you get it, like, on bone. So if you get it, like, at the top of your hand or the top of your foot or your rib cage, that really hurts.
0: I I just don't – I don't really like the permanence of it. Like, for instance, the Colts tramp stamp. I mean, Philip Rivers signed a one-year contract. Like, that feels like I might regret that by this time next year.
1: But if Brace told me he had a Bengals tattoo somewhere, that would make sense. I mean – He's not going to be anti-Bengals at any point. I mean, what else could they do to the poor man to make him not like the Bengals?
0: If Joe Burrow wins the Bengals the Super Bowl, like, uh, will you get a will you get a, uh, a Bengals tattoo?
2: If Joe Burrow wins the Bengals the Super Bowl, I would consider it. But I don't think I would. I'm just not a tattoo guy. No, I, I'm I don't saying want... you,
0: you agree to get the tattoo and then it happens. That's like, like, like I will. If you tell me NC State wins a national title in basketball or football, like, take me down to the parlor, buddy. Like, let's let's go. Tap me up. I'll get a sleeve.
2: Yeah, but NC State's never winning a football national title. They're one of 128 teams. The NFL, you're one of 32 teams. The hmm. odds are
0: not Bengals, in my favor. It's not got, Hunger Games, Brenton. The Bengals got slaughtered by a non-dynasty twice in the Super Bowl, and do you think they're suddenly going to magically win one? Please. They're not win- They aren't winning a Super Bowl until somebody else other than Mike Brown's running that team. So, Sean, do any of your siblings have tattoos?
3: Yes. One of my sisters nope. has tattoos. Breach? Yes, both of my That's
0: sisters. My dad always yes. is like, "Don't get a tattoo; you you won't be able to change it." Yeah, my I was-
1: dad. You know, I have another question because uh, my dad my dad was in the military, and as you might imagine, he wasn't crazy about anything. Um, has anyone ever had their ear pierced? No. Breach? You didn't answer.
3: No, no I have I'm, I'm, I'm more tempted to get a tattoo than I am to get my ears
1: pierced. Way I more ear-
0: likely to get a tattoo. I got my
1: ear pierced in college. I pierced my ear in college. And, Wait, what? Uh, right here, baby. Yeah, it was the 90s. It was something going on. The great thing what, is – You were going through I, your pirate phase? That was my pirate phase. What kind um, of
0: earring did you have?
1: It just like a little fake stud. It wasn't a real diamond, I'm sure. Like I wore it like for two months. And the, the best part, it gets better. The part is you can still see it if you look now. That even better than that, I had to ride back five hours from home, from North Carolina, back to uh, William Mary with my military dad. Five hours, nonstop. What are you – like, nonstop, what are you doing? Are you a moron? How completely idiotic do you have to be to stick something in your ear? So I was like, all right, this clearly isn't worth it. It's not – I'm not talking to any more girls than I was talking to before. In fact, somehow I'm talking to fewer girls, which seems impossible. Let me take this stupid thing out of my ear. So, uh, Wait, yeah. did you pierce it yourself or did you get it done professionally? Um, Yeah, right. My buddy stuck a piece of ice back there to numb it, and then you, you poke it with a uh, uh, – Maybe even a lot pa- not a paperclip, a clothespin or whatever.
0: stupid? What are you doing? What am I Put This thing in your ear? That's infectious. If your kid well, did that you'd... now, you'd scream at him for a week. You burn it. Oh, Jesus of Christ. Oh. My.
3: I'm like fine with needles Steve, but imagining you doing that to yourself. Oh makes
1: yeah. It's moronic. No, that's right. I do have to temper all the yell and scream and I do it my now 13 year old when I have to think back about, oh god, yeah, I did that stupid stuff.
0: All right. There
3: um Thanks for Telling everyone how stupid you were though. That was I like, it.
0: I like how like everybody's a little stunned. Like this tr- sort of dramatically changes how I view Wilson.
3: <laughs> he wasn't an always crabby old man. He was once well, a listen. young, stupid man who liked excitement in his life.
0: Next time, next time we're adjusters, I'm going to pierce it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's what it is. That's the inner piercing jumping out of Ryan. Uh, by the way, I've never, this is dumb to say, knock on wood. I've never broken a bone.
3: Me too. Ooh. And I'm also knocking not on wood. There we go. There's wood. I got
1: a, I got a broken bone story too. That's worse than the ear piercing story. John, have you ever broken a bone?
2: Uh Ryan, you have a broken bone and a torn ACL. I don't have a broken bone, which means three of us no broken ah! bones. That's a
0: pretty high percentage.
1: I broke a bone in my left hand also in college because I punched a wall because I was mad about a girl.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> Wilson,
2: like. Your whole college and, life is there this needs to be a book about this. I didn't know this Wilson
3: again.
0: Sean, 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 Sean McDermott was like, Oh my god, is that psycho from William and Mary? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: <laughs>
0: I'm ninety nine percent sure.
1: I probably was wearing the ear when I did that. Huh? <laughs>
5: uh
1: if it makes
0: you feel any better, cinder block wall. They don't give. Oh, they don't. You can't win that battle. That's not a a war a fist war you're gonna win.
1: Yeah. So the doctor was really pumped when he saw some more and walk in. He's like, "What'd you do?" And I told him. He's like, "Oh, jeez."
0: All, All right, uh, Lucas Pisky says, "Pick Six Podcast keeps me happy. Love the podcast. First thing I listen to at work, and always starts my day off on a good note." Oh, that's great. Got three questions for you guys. One. With all the quarterbacks on the market and quarterbacks coming up through college this year and next year, will there ever be a time when there's when there are too many good quarterbacks and rosters start to look like Madden depth charts after a couple of simulated seasons? Um, hmm, I think uh, no, because I would say that's not the case. Because Tom Brady, uh, Eli Manning already retired, uh, Philip Rivers will retire, Ben Roethlisberger will retire, Drew Brees will retire, Aaron Rodgers is not that far off; he could play less time than that. Uh, who else could end up retiring? And you know, of, yeah, I mentioned him. Uh, so I just think I think like once those guys get phased out, all of a sudden there's going to be a sort of a dearth of, like you know, we we assume that Sam Darnold and you know all these other guys are going to you know make a leap, but it's it's very possible that a lower percentage of those guys take a jump forward. If Philip well, Rivers, Rivers comes in third in the MVP voting, will he return though? Oh, yeah. If he finishes third, he'll come back on a on a thirty million dollar deal next year.
3: Ryan was Ryan was trying to dunk on me, but anytime you bring up something about Philip Rivers, Brenton has to answer seriously. So <laughs> Fair enough.
2: <laughs> and I, I do agree with Brenton here, because you look at one division, just the AFC East. The jury's still out on Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. The Patriots don't have a quarterback. The Dolphins don't have a quarterback. Even if they draft Tua, who knows how good he's gonna be. You look in the north, jury's still on Baker Mayfield, Roethlisberger probably retires. We don't know how Good, Joe Burrow is going to be. I might think he's going to win seven Super Bowls. But the fact of the matter is, he could flop. Uh, you look in the West; Derek Carr might not be hanging out in Vegas much longer. Uh, the Chargers don't have a quarterback. The Broncos, we have, we know nothing about Drew Locke. I mean, that's just the AFC, and that's about eleven of the sixteen quarterbacks who we don't know if they're any good or they don't have a quarterback. So, I, I don't think there's gonna, ever going to ever
3: going to be too many quarterbacks. Yeah, the problem's always going to be there's not quite enough. For 32 teams, there's always going to be it feels like four or five teams that don't have a quality quarterback, which makes watching their games very difficult. And that's coming from a Bears fan who has watched many of those teams.
0: Uh, Number two question. Best advice for what to do when you're dealing with a tough breakup. Rather ask you guys than a therapist. They're not sure what that says about me as a person. (laughs) Laughing emoji. P.S. I work with her still. So that's fun. Um, One, don't punch a wall. Or get your ears pierced. I should be to answer this I'm uh, Two, confused. nobody's loves the shelter in place, quarantine situation. But if you were working with an ex-girlfriend, it's not the worst thing in the world. All of a sudden, um, uh I would say drink
3: heavily. No, going with the like wallow in your sadness method, I think. But that's but that's acceptable for a certain amount of time. So it,
0: it, well, it depends on how long you did. It depends on how long you were dating. <laughs>
3: How long so you I've, dated and who did the, the breaking up factors into
2: it also? Oh, I, I think you get on your phone and you just spend the next yeah. rest of the quarantine on Tinder yeah. and uh, set up a bunch of dates for after this thing is done and blows over. And like Brinson said, you don't have to see her right now because you're not at work. That's what you do, man.
3: You're just well, looking other toward the
1: future. Is, does her, like, if the boyfriend works, it worked as well, the new boyfriend or whatever, that's problematic. So I don't know. I mean, she you can't. She I, already
3: has, you think she already has a new boyfriend? At I work? don't. Know. I don't know what do. <laughs> if that's, if that's You're the case, in the worst case scenario.
0: No, that's not worst case. That's best case because then you're like, yeah, she likes to. I guess you know she's dating everybody at the office. Um, I would say you spend the quarantine working out, get your yeah. get your get your body buff, get in shape, or you know, like I don't. I don't. I don't
1: don't take Brenton's first advice. Cause you drink, you get fat. You start smoking weed, you get lazy. You'll never get another
0: girlfriend. Do like Sean. Go to the gym. Another another window into Ryan's college years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I
3: was going to say it's a tough. Like if we weren't under quarantine, I, I would say sign up for a gym and do something to better yourself that you will feel good about and happy about. You do that
0: at
1: home. Do pushups at home. Go outside yeah. and go running. And that way, when the gym opens, you're you're in Sean shape. You can wear your tank top and go in there and flex your muscles.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you do is you spend you you treat this quarantine like a like a cocoon type of situation where you car- you were a little you were a caterpillar when you went in and you're coming out like a ripped like sexy butterfly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that That's be the funniest that. thing you've ever said on this podcast. Jake Klein,
0: a butterfly dog, a ripped sexy
1: butterfly. <laughs> going a
3: caterpillar?
0: The like, quarantine's out. over. Guess who's back? And it's, all of a sudden it's beach season and you got like. Yeah, this is, a, this is no matter, you just get in shape and then, and then I presume if you're still friends with her on social media, you just start rapid fire dating as soon as you get, like, as soon as quarantine's over. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe you get in shape while the quarantine's happening and, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, can you, what's the deal with like Tinder right now? So like can't if you. Date. Right now, <laughs>
3: I think Devo had a good tweet about this. Actually, about how it's a lot like legal tampering period, where you, what you can do is you can set up <laughs> a lot of things, but you can't actually. Wait, you know,
0: have they shut down? So, like, you
3: can't. No, well, no, in California,
0: that
2: would be against the law to go. You're on not supposed Facebook. to be interacting with people you don't know because they might have the virus, and then they give it oh, to you, and then you give I, it to people around you. I hate,
0: I, hate to, I hate to break it to you, but that's dating in a nutshell in the first place. <laughs> I, <laughs>
3: I can step in for a second, and I can say I think as the
1: only one at this point on dating apps of this crew, Um that, Sean. Face- that, that FaceTime dates are becoming... Are we going to talk? Deep- 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 I'll give No, FaceTime dates are becoming a thing. FaceTime first dates are becoming a, a real thing. I'm not venturing there yet. I'm a little... Skeptical too, I'm not at that point, but they're becoming more and more popular and Hinge actually sent out a notification today. 70% of people on the app are willing to have a phone call or FaceTime first date. Here's the thing about FaceTime for me as an old person. I don't like talking to my kids or my wife on FaceTime. I just
3: wanna- I hate, I hate FaceTime.
1: Yeah. I can't imagine doing a date and like you were, alright, we're watching Netflix together or we're eating something or drinking wine. Ugh, I'll just wait till the epidemic's over, man. I'm good.
0: I have more questions about this, but I don't think that they're podcast appropriate. Um, about what? Well, I would mean, just like, like, I like, how does a f- first date on FaceTime work? Like, are you having like, are you having like drinks? Cook dinner? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, are you like, all right, let's eat dinner and like have drinks. Or are you just like introducing yourself and like, Hey, well, it's nice to talk to you too for 20 minutes about nothing on FaceTime. Like, just play a video game or work out or something.
2: You know there's a therapist or someone listening to this and saying to themselves, my God, this is the worst relationship advice this kid could ever possibly get. These guys should be banned from giving
3: relationship advice. I, I was I, going to say in his response, he was like, I'd rather ask you guys than talk to a therapist. My advice would be just talk to a therapist.
0: I am going to stick. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand behind my get good looking, get in shape, and then yeah. rapid fire spite date people. That, I'm no, gonna, no. Assume, Hold on. Well, no. Hold on. I
1: would unfollow her on social media. There's no reason to see what she's up to. It doesn't matter. And I would get in shape because getting actually exercising makes you feel better. Um, Like doing physical activity makes you feel better. And like drinking beer and eating a bunch of cookies makes you feel better in the short term. And then you feel like crap when you wake up in the morning. I I do know about that. Um, And that wouldn't work. Don't try I mean it's hard not to think about it because you work with her. But uh, the less you do, like I don't know. I I would – if there's a possibility of getting a a job elsewhere – (laughs) <laughs> that no, I'm not ju- – I mean why would you want to work with your ex if she's the one who dumped you and she's doing Lord knows what? Wilson, you're what
2: you're saying is you shouldn't d- dip your pen in the company ink. Isn't that what they say?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's if you're if you're the, the boss, but sure.
0: No, you get you get in shape and then you date somebody else at the office.
3: See, well, this is the thing. Brinson, I feel Brenton like you're was- doing – Brinton's doing the get in shape thing so you can like – spite her and get back he at he
0: loves drama
3: i think you get in shape for yourself because you'll just feel good about yourself don't yes. do it to impress her or to get her back or to make her yeah, feel no, no, jealous no, no. Yeah, i mean just like do it for yourself just, and it'll improve I, your life
0: i have a couple of friends my age who are on the dating scene and i mean like obviously we you know debo you know we hear about debo doing it too none of us you know all of us are currently taken so we don't know about the dating uh app specifically but um the like it does feel like if you if you are get if you're a decent person and you are getting and you're like quasi good looking, you can go to these dating apps and have success in terms of meeting people who you know maybe you have a connection with. Fair or unfair? Well, I think this is a young
1: guy. He probably knows that already. He's just asking how to get over his girlfriend.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't mean the spite date. I don't care about the spite date. I'm saying you get in shape. Feel better about yourself. Go on some dates and enjoy it while you're young and single. Because being young and single is fun. And, right, and find,
2: more, find more time to hang out with your dude friends because I feel yeah. like a lot of time you get in a relationship. You kind of phase out your guy friends. Make more time for them, and that will help you forget about her, also.
0: Oh, and uh, number three, what can I do? Uh, this is yeah. What can I do other than go sit in a classroom for four years to work in the sports world? Not a patient person. Want to get in and learn on the job. I love sports, but hate school. So any advice I'll listen to. You. Thanks, guys. Hope this makes it to a mailbag. Stay safe and say stay safe and stay healthy. Keep the pod, keep the awesome pod going. Uh, I would say get in shape and spite date. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I think, you know, look, this is actually a good time if you're going to dive into the sports world because everything's on pause. So it's tough to analyze, but you could sort of get going and build your own website, build your own blog, uh, use it as a personal resume of sorts. And I think that's the best way to get into the sports world without actually having, uh, you know, a journalism degree, et cetera, et cetera. You have to find an avenue. And I would, I would say too, that like to focus on, like don't, don't be like, I'm going to cover the NFL. It's very saturated. You might take my job. Nobody needs that, especially my family. Um, and, uh, I, I just think, like, if, like, if you're a huge golf, like, like, if I was starting right now into sports to cover, to cover sports, I would cover golf because I think that there's a, there's a lower barrier to entry and B, like, I'm, I'm very passionate about golf and, um, I think I would be good at it. I don't, I don't know w- you
1: would. whether this person wants to write. I don't
0: think you would. Is it Debo no. or No,
1: Debo. <laughs> so. I, I think you should cover the NBA, Brinson. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, I don't know if um if this guy is interested in um what's his name, Luke, Lucas. I don't know if Lucas is interested in actually writing or if he wants to be like a coach or, or or whatever. But I I literally had this conversation with um one this young guy who was part of a crew that helped cut down a tree in my yard, and he found out what I did, and he was chatting to me about how to get into it, and he wants to be a like a scout. I said, Look, man, go up to the local high school, tell the coach you just want to help, like you'll do it for free, and get in that way. And that's how you start. I mean, every coach that coaches in the NFL was a high school coach at some point. So you go there, you help out there. If you want to be a trainer, you can go on Twitter and see trainers that are working out all these kids, especially this time of year for the NFL because there's nothing else going on. You could be that guy. So it depends on what you want to do, but there are easy ways if you want to get into coaching. You just go to the local high school or you go to the high school next, uh, the town, one town over and say, hey, man, I want to help out. I'll wash uniforms. I'll put the kids through drills. I'll do the con- whatever, and you just work your way up from there, especially if you're young. You don't have to go to school to to do that. That's just hard work and and you know wanting to to be a part of something. And then one thing leads to another. You bust your ass there. Someone notices, so on and so forth. And, and the next thing you know, you you, you got to, you're doing the job you want to do.
3: So um, I agree with both what you said, but my advice would be um, to not completely dismiss school um, because I do think that a lot of opportunities that I had did come through school, even though, like, I went to Cal and I studied political science, but, like, halfway through that I was like, I'm not going to go into political science, it doesn't matter. Um, but while at Cal, I started writing for the Daily Californian, and that's probably where I learned the most about writing and journalism. Or not to mention, like, in high school, like, my AP English last junior year, that teacher was really good. And that's what actually got me interested in writing. So I was very much the same way. Like I did good in school, but I didn't like love school. Um, But there are a lot of opportunities to become a good writer. If that's what you want to go into through school, whether it's at a student newspaper, if you're in high school, write for your student newspaper, just get as many reps as possible and try to find teachers that are good at writing that can help you with that because those skills will translate to this industry. Uh, but
2: clearly, uh, reading comprehension isn't a skill that Sean picked up at Cal because the guy's question was, what can I do other than sit in a classroom and go to college for the next two or the four Daily years? The Daily Cal is not, a, not sitting in college. But to work for the Daily Cal, you have to be enrolled at Cal, I would presume. Sean, correct? Yes. You can't yes. just walk in off the street and work for the Daily Cal. So I think Ryan and Brinson, kind of a combo of what they just said. Uh, number one, start some, so if you want to write some sort of sports blog because you control all the content, it, it's kind of a free reel, a free resume if you don't have, uh, any writing out there that people can look at, uh, and pick any sport. But as Brenton said, a niche sport, boxing, UFC, uh, so- a, a, soccer, uh, just a sport that doesn't have a ton of writers. And then, uh, you know, if you want to do something like football, it doesn't just have to be coaching. As Wilson said, you could go do a high school coach. I started covering high school sports. That's how I got my first writing job, and it was just because I wanted to write about sports. And boom, I was covering high school sports all over Georgia for three years uh, before getting bumped up. So it's you start low
3: and you gotta, aim high. you got to grunt. So, and yeah. yeah, to echo Breach's point. Be flexible and be willing to cover a lot of things even if you're not comfortable doing it. Like I didn't have to do high school sports, but when I got hired at CBS, and I've told this story before, it was to cover a boxing match over an eight-week period, and I didn't know much about boxing. Um, but I said yes because I figured this was a good way to get my foot in the door, and I ended up I ended up covering the NFL eight weeks later. So be willing to expand and take on things that you might not be comfortable with because that's what the company might need you to do.
0: Yeah, uh, I started covering uh fantasy football when I got hired at FanHouse by Jamie Matram, and they were like, "Hey, we have an opening for an NBA guy. Would you have any?" And I, I was like, "Yeah, I got it." Okay, I, I really did cover the NBA for a while, and um, like you just have to be willing to dive in and hustle and grab the jobs that you can because if you do that and you are decent at it, you know, you're not going to get ca- like you're probably going to stick around.
3: Yeah, and and Ryan has said this before, like. Don't be don't be a jerk to people. Like once you get your (laughs) foot in the door, and you're just like, well, it's something that like, like you do have to say. Like, let people like if people like you, and you do a good job, and once you get your foot in the door somewhere, it will lead to other opportunities. If they don't like you because you're hard to work with, if you don't have clean copy, if you turn in things late, like they're not gonna want to help you.
0: Yeah, well, especially uh, I mean, like, (laughs) it's a lot. It's a lot harder to be a jerk if you have. Like sloppy copy and you turn in things late. You would <laughs> think, <Brent>. but, <laughs> And yes, yeah, uh, <laughs> A jerk who does those things. Uh, you can be really give, talented if you want to pull that off. Let's just say that.
1: Don't give them a reason to go to someone else. That's, that's, I mean, that's a, the easiest advice. Just, and look, you, you're joking, Brinson, but we all know plenty of people, not a little, not a few people, a lot of people who are buttholes and probably could have progressed farther in any walk of life than what they've done currently because they're, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, it's not worth it. Don't
2: yeah, be that. It's, be nice and make yourself indispensable. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah.
0: I mean, look, like, I mean, Ryan started covering the draft. It's not like you'd had 20 years of watching college football to lean back on or like studying college football. You just, you, you, you worked your ass off, learned how to cover the draft, and now you're one of the best draft analysts in the country.
1: Junior draft analyst in the country.
0: <laughs> you need to
3: clip that one, Ryan. It's the first time I've ever. You heard are the top best. Dra- dra- you are the best draft analyst in the country at a major network that has a pierced ear.
0: <laughs> well played. I mean, I mean, I would say, I mean, you're one of like the top ten draft analysts out there. <laughs> top ten. <laughs> How many are this is
3: worse than the, the Philip Rivers top three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh, I, I'm trying to I mean like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like you're the number one draft analyst out there. Like Daniel Carbino oh, worked in like front offices for like twenty years and then you know I mean has been scouting. For- I, will, I I take
1: that as a compliment. I appreciate it. But yeah. um yeah, it could have gone it could have gone a lot worse. I'll put it to you that way.
0: Yeah. I mean like still, still could. I mean like Lance 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 dad is like a former offensive line coach and he's been doing this for ten plus years. I mean like it's yeah.
1: I actually we actually had caught up at the, at the combine and I was talking to him exactly about that. And he gave me some really good advice and he said, don't, don't read Twitter. And I've said that before. Like I quit reading Twitter this year. It was last year. I didn't know what I was, doing. I, I had a lot. I was doubting myself about players. He said, just don't read it. I mean, cause no. he said, even he does. He goes, sometimes I get caught up going down that rabbit hole and I start questioning myself. So don't do it. I, I you, think have that's to, pretty-
0: you have to trust your own evaluation and not be concerned with what the group think is. And now the group think will be right sometimes. That's how it works. The public hits bets. But it'd be by and large, trust your evaluations if, if you want to get the draft. Uh, engagement story. Last one that we'll get out of here. From Griffonkin. Uh, by the Apple.
1: way, if you had to guess who had the ear pierced, who punched the wall over a girl, and who had the worst engagement story, would I be first on that list among the four of us? Uh, last, probably. No. I would say I'm not, I'm
2: not Prinsen. engaged. Princeton would be the wall puncher. If, if we were guessing and people had to guess – I think either me or Sean would have been the guesses for, uh, ear piercing.
0: Oh, yeah. see, Sean. But see, Sean could be the worst engagement story and that's why he's not engaged or married. That's like, true. It's that's so right. bad that it, that it went sideways. Breach is definitely the ear pierce guy. Yeah. Not-
1: I, I was, what? I was expecting him to say he had pierced his ear.
0: I think
3: I'm probably the tattoo most likely because I like emo bands and people get emo lyrics tattooed on their bodies.
0: You're the <laughs> emo engagement tattoos. You got the tattoo of the girl's name you wanted. To marry on yeah. your body, she was like, that's ridiculous. Why would you do that? And then she dumped you and left you. And well, you, you Sean, was Sean,
2: Sean's going to start an emo band called Sexy Ripped Butterfly.
0: <laughs> ripped Sexy Butterfly. I've been on a tear with these little, like when I have, uh, what uh, interception Moneyball and ripped yeah, Sexy butter-
1: Butterfly.
0: Uh, you're, you're good. It, it, Although I've been locked good. in my house here. What's that? When
1: you, uh, when you went down the, the, go into the cocoon like a caterpillar roll. I was wondering how you are going to end that, and you went with ripped, sexy
0: butterfly. So. It, was, it was better than I expected. You thought it was yeah. going to be like, and then you're floating in a, in a pool with Wilfred Brimley. Yeah, I didn't know. All right. I, that's but a I'm movie, sorry. Sean. Not sure if you've heard of it. Cocoon? Oh, I've movie? actually
3: heard of Cocoon, obviously. You've never seen Cocoon? No, I don't that, think so. How are you food? doing a movie newsletter? You guys, this, old people always uh, – we're not going to get into this. I've done this rant before. I just like you don't have any like I'm just saying movies that came out before two thousand. I will have seen far less of them than movies that came after two thousand. Like I could play this game with you guys and be like, you haven't seen this movie that came out in two thousand and seven newsletter. I'm not okay. my movie newsletter is not called the movie knower, the movie expert. I, I acknowledge I haven't seen a lot of movies. Okay, I signed up to, for the so, newsletter assuming no, you're me, an let expert. Let me let though. me say this: it would be a problem if I wrote about Cocoon without seeing it. I'm not gonna is write this, about Cocoon. Is,
0: is this is this why it's called the long shot? Because it's a long shot. Sean seen a movie that you want to hear about? <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. Too easy. A bunch of old people. Of no. All right, here's the engagement story from Griffunken. Not quite as bad as Wilson, but pretty bad. My girlfriend and I have been together a little. Over a year, I thought I was like, did we read this one about the frozen pizza? Um, this is a different one. My girlfriend and I have been together a little over a year, and I plan to propose a Valentine's Day. The previous Valentine's Day, I was out of town for work, so that was our first Valentine's together. And the first girlfriend I had had, since I had money, to go out somewhere nice for Valentine's Day, so I didn't know you needed reservations. All that's stuff. <laughs> so everywhere, everywhere I had a three-plus hour wait. We drove around until my girlfriend was so hungry, she just said, let's go to the first place we can find, which was... Shodi! Awesome,
3: <laughs> awesome, awesome.
0: Oh man, a oh, low man. end, if you don't know what a Shodi's is, it's I I don't know what
3: a Shodi's is.
0: It's a, uh, low end, or it's a, it's a more family friendly Golden Corral with these delicious sticky buns. Like these delicious little, like hot buttered so, rolls. Do you know Golden Corral, Sean? Do you know that? Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Is that yeah, is so like, like a more southern version of, uh, of Golden Corral maybe?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's like a low rent, like Benigan's, low rent Applebee's, like much lower.
0: No, oh, but it's a buffet. That's the whole. Have you guys been to like
3: old country buffet? Is it like that? Is that yeah. a west coast thing?
0: No,
1: I think I've been, yeah, it's like that. I forgot Shoney's was a buffet. I thought it was more like, um, Denny's. I was thinking Denny's. No,
0: Shoney's is like, is strictly buffet. It's like, it's like Southern Golden Corral, Southeast Golden Corral. Oh, gotcha. Uh, All right. So pre- That's even getting- Absolutely, way worse. So our pre our pre engagement meal was Shoney's buffet. From there, and maybe you can order off the menu at Shoney's, but I'm not sure. From there, we go to, from there we Don't go to the hotel. Yeah, go ahead, girl, get whatever you want <laughs>
1: at Shoney's.
0: <laughs> from there, we go to the hotel. She goes to change, and I put the ring on the bed in a bag with a little teddy bear that came with the ring. Nice. Is it a Shoney's bear? She comes <laughs> out gets happy, takes the bear out of the bag and starts fawning over it, completely missing the ring inside for like five minutes. I'm already nervous and now freaking out. Finally, she finds the ring and bursts out into an ugly cry. She can't say yes, so I have no idea if she's happy or upset. Finally, she composes herself, says yes, and we have a lovely night. Wake up the next morning. Despite no indication of it in the weather, there's been an ice storm. It took us five hours to make the two-hour drive home. We stop at my mom's house to tell her. My fiance shows her my ring, and my mom is notoriously oblivious, just kind of coos over it like it's just a present. We finally have to say, Mom, look at which finger that's on. Look at your finger. What's there? Despite all that, she married me. We're 15 years in April. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah, again, not his, unlike my
1: situation, and last week's story was actually a good story as well. Not his fault. He just didn't know about the reservation thing. If he'd sorted that out, they wouldn't have been at he's eating buffets. He right. <laughs> like,
0: like yours was a disaster because of poor planning and a completely oblivious nature like, on you. Awesome. Yeah, this was, we definitely need a weekly, as Dima points out, we need a weekly engagement story. But like, yeah, this is, this is just, you know what? You're trying to get engaged. Uh, the the port, the reservations on Valentine's Day. That's a botched. That's that's on that's on you. But I kind of understand where you're coming from there. But by and large, this is just you know circumstances are conspiring against you, and it provides a memorable story which you bonded with your future wife.
2: And that's the key. It's yes, this sucks that night, but all of a sudden this becomes a story. You make all your friends feel better, like they tell a story where they feel bad about themselves, and you're like, did I tell you about the time I proposed to my wife at Shoney's, and then. Everybody feels bad about you and you're the dumb one. Uh so it's a good it's a good lifesaver to have in your back pocket. Memorable story. All
0: right, the one question I would have here is that you are I guess it's Valent so it's Valentine's Day so you're like I gotta I got us a hotel room and uh a dinner. What's that? A year, What's that? They've been dating just over a year, he said. Yeah, okay. I so with- I think he should have gone to a knee in Shownee's with a butter roll in like a little hot roll in his hand.
1: And put the ring inside the hot hot roll.
0: Oh yeah. But like, Don't eat it though. Don't eat it. Will you take this hot roll? Don't eat it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm suddenly all this romantic guy. I should have thought of that nineteen years ago. All
0: you had to do is jam a ring in a hot roll. Yikes. So yeah, Ryan, Shoney's, is it
2: is it sad that proposing at Shoney's is arguably better than your proposal? That's
1: there's no arguing about it. It's much better than my story.
0: Getting Shoney the bear over to your table and having him get down on one knee for your wife is a better move than than your proposal.
2: No, you dressing up as Shoney the bear. <laughs> because you're like, I have to go to the bathroom. Then you come back <laughs> and Shoney the bear is at the table, but it's really you.
0: <laughs> and there's like the Shoney's employee, employee in the bathroom unconscious because you had to yeah. like steal his Shoney shirt, bear costume.
1: Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? What's the big boy? Bob's big boy. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, any of think,
0: those yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Shoney's, yeah, they do have breakfast and omelets. Uh, they have a picture of salmon on here. Mm. Um, and uh, a fresh food bar, bar menu. Oh, look at that Shoney bear. So great. Okay. That's it for the show. Back tomorrow with. Uh, Friend of the program, Dan Hansis, from of the show, Dan Hansis. Hey, look at his engagement story. If you got a good engagement story, send it to us on Apple Podcasts. If you got a question for mailbag future answering, let us know. Uh, thanks guys. As always, talk to you tomorrow. Okay,
5: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.